Howdy do to all of you. Welcome back to the Players Club podcast, the premier video game podcast for VGU.TV. Welcome back. Um, it's been an interesting time. Um, hopefully by now you're starting to hear some of the earlier episodes we recorded. Um, we had some, I had, I guess, some technical issues editing um, one of our old episodes, I guess episode 13 now. You guys are seeing it out there in your podcast feeds. and But we do have another episode that's coming out that's going to be a little bit more stable. But speaking of stable, hopefully, I, I don't know. That was a really bad transition. We're, we're going to ignore that. Um, we're just going to push right through it. Anyway, we're back with another classic episode. Um, you know who it is. I'm Emmett Walker Jr., also known as DJ Sponge61 on all internet platforms. Joined here today by Alan Mur. What's up, Al? My Wii U finally showed up. <laughs> I did not know where that sentence was going. <laughs> I heard my Wii, and then I got into a cold sweat very quickly. Um, but yeah, what you bought a Wii U? Yeah, because like the one I currently, the one I my launch one mm-hmm. that I've had, I, that I still have after all these years, it finally die. It didn't die more, more so. Just it's it's been in a bad state for a few, like for the past couple of years. Oh, and I want to just go on a rent like massive spending spree with on um virtual console oh so so now you need a place to play those games huh yeah and i still had there's still there's still certain like zelda games i did play like wind waker hd twilight princess hd Hmm. hopefully actually i should probably look that up but hopefully there's a zelda anniversary coming up within the next few years so that we can get all those remastered on switch fingers crossed oh yeah (laughs) Uh, like with the with Super Mario All Stars two, yeah, or the rumored Super Mario All Stars yeah, two, but God, I hope that's true because I would love that. Um, speaking of things, I would love, I'd love to see the PS Five actually get fully revealed, um, and that's part of that is going to be our special segment this week um, because they did announce the uh, Dual Sense, which is going to be the new controller for the PlayStation Five, and we want to not just talk about that controller for a little while, but also. We want to talk about some of our controllers that we've liked from other game consoles, um, just good layups we're familiar with or that we just enjoy or think are quirky and things like that. So, yeah, just notable controllers is going to be the special segment this week, and then we'll slide on through that one and see where that takes us. But before we get to that special segment towards the second half of the show, we're going to go ahead and kick it off with the main segment that everyone knows. Uh, what? Oh, my God. I'm not getting a phone call right now. How dare you? <laughs> oh, my God. How dare you call me? <laughs> Actually, I can't even fault you. This is one of my close friends. I'll, I'll just text her later. She's at work anyway. So, like, go home. Plus, I talked to her for an hour earlier today. Anyway. We're going to start with the what you're playing segment (laughs) as I turn my phone on mute, like I often forget to on this show. Um, So, yeah, what have I mean, do you want to start it off? Do you want me to start it off? Because I got plenty I've been playing. I'll start start off. Okay, make it happen, Captain. So and also an update on yet another game I had to say nope on. Hmm. Okay. which one is this one? Resident Evil 3. Oh, okay. So you got a little bit deeper into it? No, I thought I had to say nope and get a refund on. Oh, so oh, I thought you said I thought you were giving it another chance. So, <laughs> oh boy, no, uh, I discovered that there are spiders in that game. Oh, you don't do spiders at all? 
No, I have. Uh, they live rent free in my my head. <laughs> no need to invite them in, huh? Yeah, and all that. Plus, when I was like seventeen, they would there would be like a spider every every ten days in my room. Oh God, sounds like hell. I, like I once looked up, saw this giant a giant black spider. Mm-hmm. Like it was it was crawling on my wall. Oh fuck! And my bed was aligned against the wall. Mm-mm. And I, I, I specifically mentioned something like that in the in my refund request. I was like, I have bad dreams of spiders, and like I have nightmares about spiders as is. Please oh, do not make them any worse. Hey, well, actually, total tangent. But if you know that Obsidian game that's about to come out, I think uh, Grounded, they have a mode for arachnophobia people, so they'll cut out the spiders somehow. So. Oh, that's one God. positive thing. <laughs> so, yeah, that's yeah. the that's the game that's I haven't I haven't been following much of it, but it reminds me of Honey I Shrunk the Kids. Yeah, it totally it looks like if you took Honey I Shrunk the Kids and that aesthetic and turned it into a survival game. <laughs> it's totally what it looks like. So yeah, they, so at least he got one bone being thrown. I know uh Cam Hawkins over there at Dual Shockers, he's also uh feeling that arachnophobia thing he he if a game has spiders at all he just can't play it outright much like you so yeah it's good that that's at least there um yeah he, but, he actually mm-hmm. he subscribed to the youtube, YouTube channel oh wow look at you look at him man we got real homies out here supporting us <laughs> i appreciate that shout out to cam um and shout out to everyone else who's you know following us on youtube and all these other places where we make content we really appreciate it um but in any case, uh, so yeah, so that's the update on that one, Resident Evil 3. Um, is there a game you've actually have been playing that isn't going to scare your pants off with spiders? Yeah, I played the, I played the exact opposite type of game. Oh, boy. I'm ready to hear what this is. Watch Dogs 2. Ooh, that's a really good one, too. <laughs> I, did, I feel like we've talked about that on the podcast recently. Am I wrong? I think we may have talked about Watch Dogs Legion. That sounds correct as well, yeah. I'm excited for that one too. God only knows if it'll come out this year, but I am excited. So I like because I didn't I never transferred my data off my like to the cloud and everything. Mm-hmm. My, my original save got killed. Got wiped. It got wiped. <sighs> Damn, that sucks. So well, I had to restart into it. I I'm I'm on the mission like I just did, did the mission where you decide the like did the did the the, the, the uh opening tutorial. Mhm. Did the Side mission where you get to steal money or cause the pharma rep guy. Oh, like where you trick him? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I know that one. And I was like, man, that is Martin Screlly. <laughs> what? Yeah, down to the obscure hip hop love. <laughs> right, yeah, and that, right now mm-hmm. I stopped playing at the part where you, where you and or where Marcus and I'm blanking on his name. He's a guy who who's he's he has like a voice modulator. Oh, uh, I want to say wrench or something. Yeah, wrench. Yeah, where you and him go, just like they decide to like. There's a new movie dropping, and there is like an offense to people who actually know how to hack. Mm-hmm. It's like super simplistic. Yeah, like yeah. you get you get back to the HQ, and the trailer drops, mm-hmm. and you decide to like fuck up the the fuck up the whole thing yeah it's it's the movie it's the in-game movie where with the the hacking car 
Oh, okay. Where it's kind of like uh, Cyber Rider. something. Yeah, Cyber. I, I forget what it's called, but I know what you're talking about. There's actually a DLC mission about that car. Yeah, I I kept dying because I was doing like I was screwing up like cover wise. Mm-hmm. But later, as I got more into it, I was driving by like I stole a banana banana uh, truck. <laughs> okay. And while I was driving, I was like hacking money from people. That's how you do it. <laughs> and I think that's now my, my my new favorite thing to do in a video a video game. Just to like steal people's money, just sliding through. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's really how you do well, it, man. It's it's either that or pet, petting the dogs. Yeah, petting the dogs and watchdogs too is a lot of fun, actually. Um, I, I feel like you can pet every single dog in that game, but the only pets people have are dogs, so it's kind of a positive feedback loop, I guess. Um, but yeah, Watch Dogs 2 is a good one. Um, where you is there a particular reason you had an itch to go back to that one? Because that seems a little random. Well, if you remember last week, I mentioned how I bought Watch Dogs 1. Yeah, that's what I was thinking because you had just bought one, so I'm like, you're playing two. Hmm, I've yet, I think I'm going to try to give Watch Dogs 1 a shot on my PC because it'll probably look better. Yeah, it it runs very well on PC too. I I played with everything maxed out and it got over sixty, well over sixty. So definitely worth the shot. But you know the the thing I really like like about the game is is just how like it's compared Watch Dogs One, Watch Dogs Two. Mm-hmm. Watch Dogs Two looks more realistic. <laughs> That's true. And I don't think it's is 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 it pro enhanced or enhanced. Um, I don't think it is pro enhanced officially, but if you use the boost mode, it may be, I don't think it does anything in the frame rate, but it might include improve like image quality or something. Um, here, I'll check on that real quick. Yeah, because uh, like the cutscenes, like Marcus looks like Marcus ratio wrench. It's all high, all high res. Yeah. Let me see. Does Watch Dogs 2 have, okay. It supports HDR, faster load times, slightly better visual detail and a smoother frame rate. So yeah, it does have a little bit of pro support. I guess it's visible <laughs> very clearly. Yeah. And going back to the, what actually what will turn out to be the real reason why I went back to it. I, when I pre-ordered final fantasy seven, it like mm-hmm. on the, on the, my, my home screen, it had a, it had a lock symbol on it. Yeah. And said, I don't have the licenses to put to own it to own watchdogs. No, to uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Oh, oh, so you're <laughs> so you're just waiting until that unlocks, huh? No, I mean, like I had, uh, I thought I thought nothing of it. When I tried to go back to my library to download some other games, nothing was showing up. Mm. Jesus Christ, that's the worst. Like, like a three or four things showed up. One of them was DC Universe Online. <laughs> One of them. One? One of them was the PS4 launch multiplayer, like free multiplayer shooter. Uh, what Blacklight Retribution? That that one. Wow, <laughs> I'm surprised I got down the first try. <laughs> and then I noticed, and it turns out I had to restore licenses to the account. Mm. Then I got an error message, or I kept getting error messages, leading me to think that something was up with my account. Oh, no hackers! I hope. Oh no! I immediately went and changed my password. Good call. That two-factor authentication as well helps. I also enacted that. Amen. You know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a... I mean, so I guess all that stuff kind of led you to having to re-download and 
just reinitiate their different games, having to launch them just to make sure they're on there. Well, as of yesterday, they're all everything's back to how it used to be. Okay, that's good. That's good. And I think I'm gonna get at, once I get more into Watch Dogs two, or when I'm done with that, I'm gonna give y- y- Yaksa a chance again. Ooh, that's ooh. Those are dangerous words. <laughs> Not because I, it's bad. It's just you know everyone wants everyone to play those games. Yeah, I mean I own every single one on PS4. Oh, you just picked them up on sales and stuff. Uh. Kwame Zero and Kwame Two. I bought. I just ran, bought a random like different times. Huh. Wow. Three, four, five, and six. I bought in the bundle they had. Yeah, like, yeah, the, the one that bundle. came out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And ba- and now that my site, or now that everything's th- things are more close to me, there shouldn't be any problems. Okay, that's good. Hopefully, it doesn't. You know mess up any issues and now that we got all this time it's a really good time to hop into an entire franchise like that and speaking um, of, before mm-hmm. we, we uh, get to you yeah i i want decided you know what i want to play fallout 76 on ps4 see how it is Ooh, okay i like this then and it says or then i get the message needs update oh god here we go update or time until like estimated time Three hours for nine gigabytes. Oh, wow. That actually seems really long for nine gigs. Yeah, considering I downloaded Watch Dogs 2 in about like 15, 30 minutes. Wow, you got that good internet. <laughs> well, it's not t- technically not good internet. I just have I just have the I literally took my one of my uh, wires, my internet cables, plugged it right in. Oh, OK. So you got that hard wire which will come in handy for something I'll talk about later. <laughs> but yeah, that's yeah, really cool. It mm-hmm. got to the point where I, I just wanted to play the game so much that I actually made me tired. Then I hit you up on Twitter about pushing the recording time back. Yeah. <laughs> and then the storm, or I mean, that is what <laughs> in, in any case, it kind of delayed it a little bit, but honestly, it's not too late. So I ain't mad at you. <laughs> But I will say, though, I've been thinking a lot about 76 as well. I actually, kind of another tangent, but Best Buy was having a sale on Steelbook. So I said, let me go ahead and pick up Toy Story 3, since that's my favorite movie of all time, and uh, Zootopia. And then I also had the Fallout 76 Steelbook in my cart because I was thinking about getting it a long time ago. And I was like, fuck it, it's $6. Let's do it. And the Wastelanders update is coming out soon, and I've been hearing kind of good things about it. So I'm... I'm kind of thinking about hopping back in myself. Um, I mean, it doesn't sound like you were able to get it running before you got on. Did you? No. By the time I finally got like I set, I set it down, got in bed. I heard the little chime like to notify the like, notification for or letting me know that the, it, it was done updating. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm going to give it a, a try tomorrow. OK, that one should be a good. Yeah, I, de- I definitely think it's for people. I mean, we've talked about 76 on this podcast feed before. Um, it's an enjoyable game. It's just you got to understand what it is when you get into it. It isn't It isn't going to be traditional Fallout. But the update that's coming soon makes it sound like it's going to be at least a little bit closer to that traditional Fallout where it's still going to lead you to do a lot of the, you know, generic quests that 76 does but they spiced them up a little bit more and made them tie into a larger narrative in a more uh, obvious way so i'm excited for it man i'm i'm super interested to see you know 
just how it is in all these years. So, and I guess you're about to find that out as well. So that's uh very, very neat. Um, any, anything else to talk about um, either of those games before we go on to uh, what I've been playing? No. Okay. Sounds good. Um, I'll go ahead and start with, um, I had, I, I've been a really weird mood this week as far as with games. Um, Cause I am still playing doom eternal and honestly, doom eternal is really hitting the spot now. Um, it, God, I am so good at that game to where <laughs> I don't want to actually brag. I, I won't say that I'm good at the game, but I will say that I've seen so many people talk about how hard it is and how it's, it turns them off with the difficulty. And I'm just like, I feel like those people who play Bloodborne and are like, oh, it's great. You can see every little nuance of the combat system. And then when I play Bloodborne, I'm like, how? <laughs> how are you so good at this? How are you doing everything perfectly? Hashtag blessed. <laughs> exactly and i literally <laughs> just threw up the the uh hand signs <laughs> hashtag put them two v's um but yeah that's how i feel in doom eternal man i feel like i can see the matrix when i play that game because i know exactly what i gotta do and i know exactly how to do it and i just right now i'm stuck on this really difficult combat encounter where um it, it's pretty much this big arena outside of like a cathedral type thing and I was playing it and I'm like, there's every couple seconds, there's like this flame thing that pops up on the ground where I'm standing and I have to move out of the way. So I've been trying to take out these enemies and still, you know, dodge these flame things. And I'm just like, how, where are these flame things coming from? Are these traps I'm stepping on? So I looked at the floor and it's like, I'm not stepping on like stones to trigger this or something. Like what is going on? For the first time, I died like maybe a good six times. For the first time, I noticed, wait, on the second floor of this arena, they have these, like, demons that are spawning these fire traps on the ground at my feet. So I need to take them out first. <laughs> and so now that's finally what I figured out. And I'm still dying because those guys have a lot of health. But now I know what I need to do. And that's that's what's fun about the game. You know what you need to do. You just got to figure out. You just got to do it. it. It doesn't ask you to figure it out. It asks you to just be good at the stuff it's telling you to do already. And I really enjoy that. Um, so yeah, Doom Eternal, that's the one that, that's my main one right now. And of course, Animal Crossing, I'm in there every day as well. Um, but the thing I wanted to talk about is a, not just one game, but a service that we haven't really talked about on this show up until this point. And that's oh, Google I, Stadia. I, yeah, so I, I saw the tweet from yesterday. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> I, I will say, to start this off with a negative right now, the worst thing about it is that so they're doing that two months of Stadia thing. You can sign up for a free trial in the last two months rather than the original one. So I thought, OK, let me. So I thought, OK, I'm going to sign up for that trial. And then over on the YouTube premium side, I have that. They gave everyone a YouTube premium, a code for three months of Stadia. So I'm like, oh, I can use that trial with this other code and then get five months total. Or so I thought. Um, turns out that code you have to use when you activate your Stadia account. So I only have two months now, <laughs> which kind of sucks. And I'm a little bit sad about it. But, you know, it's it's not the worst thing in the world. Um, but just to give a little bit of impressions on the service in general, um, it works surprisingly well. Um, I don't know what I was expecting. I know a lot of people were saying, you know, oh, it cuts out and everything and 
like I know there are a lot of concerns about the graphical fidelity of the games and does it run and does it keep up and everything. My experience now, what I've played were only a handful of games, but my experience, it runs totally fine. And I will say I have like the absolute most optimal experience for this where I'm running this on a PC, but it's hardwired to the internet. So there's no Wi-Fi interruptions to worry about. Um, and I've also, it does work with, it says it doesn't support wireless controllers, but if you have like the little Xbox wireless dongle in your computer for PC games anyway, it does work with that. So that's what I've been using. And, um, the only thing that's a little bit annoying is whenever you get, there are achievements on Stadia, which is very nice. Actually, you don't even have that on switch. Um, whenever you get an achievement, it's like hit the Stadia button to see what this is. And I don't have a Stadia button because I don't have one of those controllers. So it's a little bit, I, I get a little bit awkward and I'm like, all right, how do I even, because in order to quit a game, you have to hit the Stadia button as well, just like Xbox button, the PlayStation button. But when you don't have a Stadia button, it's like, okay, just hold escape for a couple seconds and then the menu will pop up. And that wasn't exactly obvious. So when I was playing the first game, which was Serious Sam uh, BFE edition, B, uh, Serious Sam 3 BFE edition, um, I didn't know how to quit the game. <laughs> I played for like 45 minutes and I was like, all right, how do I back out? And it took me a little while to realize you just hold escape. Um, but it runs very smoothly. Like the game, when I was playing Serious Sam, it ran at least 60 frames per second, probably a little bit more. Um, it ran totally fine. And I will say, yes, people complain about the sharpness and everything of the image. It is noticeably not as sharp as playing it natively. Like, um, I also played a little bit of Destiny 2. I wasn't, that's another critique. Destiny 2 doesn't have that many people on the servers on Stadia. So I tried to get into a Gambit match and it just stayed loading at two out of eight players found. And I was like, well, this isn't happening tonight. Um, but in any case, I, so I was trying it out. And yes, on Destiny, you could tell that it was still running at a high frame rate and it looked it looked pretty good, but it wasn't quite as sharp as playing it natively. Same thing with uh, Serious Sam, where I've played that on PC and PS3. It looks a lot better than the PS3 version, I'll tell you right now. Um, but the PC version still has just a slight edge to the sharpness of the levels and just the image quality overall. Um, but in, there's no input lag at all, not a single drop of that. Um, like I said, frame rate was on point. And yeah, I think overall, it's a really, the service works. Like I played not just those games, but I also played a couple of the little indie games that they give you for free with the Stadia Pro package. And it's a fun service, or not fun service. It's a serviceable service where. So, um, mm -hmm. so it's not like Stadia, not Stadia, uh, Ouya, where it's a total fraud show? Yeah, no, it is not like Ouya. Like it. Now, of course, I want to, I just want to hammer this home. I am working with the optimal conditions. So I have it hardwired and everything. But for my for my setup it works very very well and um i probably will come back with some more impressions i want to try it out because i do have a laptop over here that i want to try it out on see how it works over wi-fi see if that's any more inconsistent um but if you have perfect conditions stadia is a decent way to go now I'll also say the only reason i even decided to try stadia out like literally before i entered in the code and started the trial i looked up because I thought, because I have Comcast over here, so that's Xfinity Internet. And I remember them saying they're forgiving data caps for the next uh, month. 
but they said that last month. So I was like, let me make sure it still applies to April. And turns out it lasts for 60 days, not 30 days. So I was like, all right, so I'm going to use Stadia. Because if I didn't have my data cast forgiven, I would not be on Stadia right now. <laughs> like, there's no way. Because as you know, it's streaming video. And that's probably the biggest bandwidth eater of any of these games. So, yeah. I'll, I, yeah. Mm-hmm. I bought like a 12, a year, a year subscription to PlayStation now. Ooh, okay. That's a good one. Like on PC. Oh, so you're you're streaming everything then. Yeah, and I also and I did a dumb move and so, like did the I subscribed to GeForce Now. Ooh. I mean, now turning be turning out to be the the wisest or the dumbest move I've, ever, I've done in quite a while cuz everybody's dropping out. Well, it's horribly mismanaged. Oh, really? Like how so? If you don't mind me asking. When they dropped out of beta to like launch mm-hmm. like the main reason that a lot of people are removing their games their game catalogs from the service they were they were they apparently they weren't asked by nvidia oh so they just put them up there hope no one noticed yeah that's rotten <laughs> oh god so no wonder there's everyone was dropping out because they weren't even asked consent hmm. so now i mean now i guess there's barely any stuff on that service yeah, and speaking of PlayStation now, mm-hmm. they got Spider-Man. Yeah, I saw that. It's in there, what, until like October or something? It's in there for quite a long time. I think it's, yeah, I want to say it's October. Hmm. Yeah, I I mean, I've played Spider-Man to death, so it's not like I need that. But that's a really cool opportunity for people on PC to be able to play Spider-Man or just people who don't own the game on PS4. Um, I, mm-hmm. I have a, like, I... Technically, like I beat the base game, I haven't got gone to the DLC or I, I haven't started the DLC yet. Mm. But God, yeah, the only thing I had, the only main gripe I had with Spider Man was the stealth sections. Yeah, the stealth sections were. I mean, what's your gripe about them actually? Because I don't have too much negative to say about them. The the uh, what was the I just didn't. I'll just just come on and say it. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't like him. I'm not good at stealth. Oh, <laughs> so it's just a personal thing. Huh. Yeah. And apparently a lot of people like I was watching a walkthrough video when I was playing the game last year. Mm-hmm. And there were two people in there much more angry than me about what the stealth missions and everything. Yeah, like, and the stealth is so effing broken. Yeah, I never thought it was that broken. I mean, the thing about you can bounce around the place so quickly that if anybody ever catches line of sight on you, you can literally hit the left trigger and just shoot them with web or a gadget or oh, something. Oh, no, no. I'm talking about as Mary Jane or oh, Miles. Okay, yeah, I understand why those aren't great. <laughs> those really do bring down the pace. But I will say in the case of at least one Mary Jane mission, it's really cool to see Spider-Man from the viewpoint of a character that isn't Spider-Man, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like his, his moveset and ability is much more impressive when you don't have that ability yourself as a player it's very cool so yeah i I do understand why people don't like those sections i thought you were talking about like the actual spider-man stealth sections i'm like those aren't bad but nah yeah when you're playing a song about powers in a game where the powers are the game yeah it can be it can be less than fun (laughs) i i agree with that but yeah but yeah, overall, uh, shoot, how did we get to here? Oh, yeah, Stadia. Um, I almost forgot what the core of the conversation was. Yeah, Stadia, it's, a, uh, it's an interesting service. I will tell you right now, 
once these two months are up and in all likelihood, once these data caps are put back on, I hope they don't get put back on because we all know those are BS. But um, in all likelihood, I'm probably not going to stick with the service too much. Um, I will say it is very sleek. It is very cool that, you know, they have a nice UI. They have a good way of, you know, they handle all the, if you're playing with friends, they have slots to enter your friends in and to, uh, what is it called? It, it handles like headsets and everything pretty well. Uh, it's a very, you know, well-made service and everything. It's just game selection and just when it when you could play something physically right there live on your PC or on any other console, just the benefits of it just don't seem that great. Um, and I, I'll try it on phones because I do have a little phone clip that can hold an Xbox controller and the phone up. I'm kind of like a handheld. So I, I do want to try it over there, too, but I just can't see it running that smoothly when it's on Wi-Fi. Um, so, yeah, that's my main thing. It, it is it is interesting if you I think it's definitely worth the ten dollars a month they're asking to use it because it works. And it's a it's a good. Ser Here's the thing. It's just a great service that doesn't really need to exist right now <laughs> because Internet isn't at a point where data caps don't exist so that service just gets cut off at knees because it's going to run over people's caps and we can just play games natively so and that's still just affordable enough where, where people want to do it so that's you how could it say it's before it's time <laughs> it is before it's time and that's what i'm worried about by the and time that's not just me and that's just not me or that's not just me being me i have a segue oh okay yeah <laughs> Here, go ahead and uh, take it on over. So, uh, a bunch of episodes ago, we brought up our. Uh, it was brought up. I brought up the what, I, what I'm calling the spiritual successor to G4, Venn Network. Hmm. I forget this one. Yeah, job my memory just slightly. So, like, and this is from January. I want to say January. It was a group. It it's a it's video game entertainment news network. Okay. Where it's people are saying it's mainly for esports, but that's not the case. Hmm. Oh yeah, this is the new one that they're trying to create, right? Yeah, and they just announced that in July the beta starts. Hmm. Okay, <laughs> a beta for a video network. That's interesting. And they're talking. They're talking about subscription tiers. Hmm. I don't know about that, Chief. Well, they're going to have con like content for non-subscribers and subscribers. Okay, that's at least cut the difference there a little bit. But God, that I saw my I, as soon as I saw that, mm -hmm. I, I I just lost it. <laughs> you just overcome with hype instantly. <laughs> yeah, it's the hype is shit. Yeah, I feel you. <laughs> it's definitely exciting. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, is that coming back? Is there more information to put out there on it? Uh, then. Yeah. Or or is that the segue or is that just another thing related? Well, G4 was was heavily before its time in terms of things that it, it like the technology and the direction mm -hmm. and everything. Yeah, it was YouTube and Twitch streaming and all all of this nerd-centric stuff we have now, but on network TV. <laughs> yeah, so. it says here at full launch, we'll have 55 hours of fresh content per week from studios in New York and L.A. distributed on Twitch, YouTube. Never where you watch. Bingo. Yeah, man. They're definitely gonna sounds like they got the right business model for it. They know what they're doing, but we'll see if the market is there 
because they can get a lot of that stuff already elsewhere. So fingers crossed on that. The the only downside is that they're obviously like everyone else. They've been affected by COVID-19. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, probably going to delay some things. Yeah, they're uh, with New York being the being the way it is right now. They're going to be focusing from L.A. Mm, OK, it's probably a good idea. Are they planning on starting that this year? Yeah. <laughs> God. Well, or the plan the plan was started this year, like like fully started this year, but obviously everything's been every gaming event doesn't exist anymore. So yeah. <laughs> Gotta do something else. Gonna have to think of a different way to make it happen. Yeah. Oh god. And I posted this and I posted like the like a screenshot screen cap of the tweet mm-hmm. in the Facebook chat. Yeah. Grain Grain responds with, is this didn't you say this is the, the, like the next G4? And then yeah. Javon came like responded with he responded with some stuff like that. This is like a big deal and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is a pretty big deal. It's just uh, it anything gaming or entertainment related that's trying to happen right now just feels so muted in comparison to everything else going on right now. That's that's just the main thing. Um, and I'll say. Cause like even with uh, I don't know if you heard of Quibi, yeah, the ten minute, the ten on ten minute or less uh, video service. Yeah, yeah, they're basically Netflix in ten minutes type thing. Um, yeah, that that's trying to take off, and their whole business model was people want something short to watch on the commute to work, and you know here and there in between sessions. Like, well, no one's commuting to work anymore, so I wonder. And you, that's mobile exclusive. You can't even watch that stuff on a TV. So I that and. Mm-hmm. People who want to watch that type of stuff will seek it out, and others who don't or aren't particularly sold on it from just based off like celebrities talking about it. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't necessarily mean that people to it just because you have all this great A talent. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. There's a lot of stuff, there's a lot of things that people are trying to do this year that I'm just like. I, it's one of those like read the room type things, but it's also you've been planning on this forever and you got stakeholders and stuff and people that depend on this going out now. I understand, but it's just not going to happen <laughs> right now. It, it sucks to say, but it'd be like that sometimes. Um, but yeah, in any case, um, yeah, that that's an interesting segue. Um, yeah, hopefully we'll we'll see if that service ends up being something worthwhile and if their free and or subscribe content is worth anything. But in any case, um, yeah, I, I think I've said everything I want to say about Stadia. Um, I'll, like I said, I'll try it on phones and try it on a Wi-Fi connection soon. But overall, I'm, I'm impressed that it works very, you know, consistently. Um, it's just a question of if that library is going to get any bigger and if there's going to be any reason to play it over just doing it natively. Um, and I do understand the argument that people, you know, who aren't, you know, hardcore gamers didn't spend a thousand dollars on a PC, didn't get these hundred dollar consoles. This is a decent alternative, but I think it's hard to sell that as a decent alternative if you already are aware of the benefits <laughs> of actually having it physical there in front of you. So we'll see what happens there. Lord only knows, but I'll have I'll have updates later. And so, yeah, that's the main, that's the like 
I guess, newest thing I've been playing. I got some other stuff I'll talk about in a little bit, but I wanted to see if there's anything else that you have been playing. We'll bounce back for you. Yeah, and while I'm, we're on me, I I, re- I, went, I think it was I think it was last week. The, the main mm-hmm. segment I, I I had completely I forgot about the game that that kept me up all night. Oh, okay. Here's another one then. Uh, Project Origin. Ooh, Fear Two. Yeah, it was my it was sure I think it was my like birthday gift. Hell yeah, man! That's a great game. So um, it's it's in the middle of the night. I'm playing the game. Um, I have Big Bang Theory on on my computer because I was simpler back then. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. And I had no, I know, had a bad, I had bad taste. <laughs> All of our tastes were trash, just in different ways. There's no, no issues there. But man, like specifically the the, the sequence when you're in the mech. Mm. Yeah, that that still hits. It's still pretty impressive. And then they followed it up with Fathrier. Yeah, <laughs> Fathrier is that what you're calling it? That's that's what uh, Jeff Kanata called it on. I want to say weekend confirmed. God, weekend confirmed. That's a horse of a different color. Um, yeah, that that game. I actually enjoyed that game. I, did you ever play through uh, Fear Three? I own Fear Three. Oh well, shit. Never mind. Yeah, I thought that game was solid. It was a fun shooter. It just wasn't a great fear game. Oh, uh, breaking news. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Graydon just dropped an image in the chat saying. Lego and Super Mario. The Lego group and Nintendo lift the lid on exciting new Lego Super Mario details. Whoa. No way. No, that has to be just the Lego sets. Because it says see the sets. Yeah. No. Okay. Whew. I, I, I mean, I, I can believe. I, I've actually seen their sets and everything. And they're going into detail on them. I've seen some videos about that. But man, I thought they were about to pop off with some Lego games based off of Super Mario. And I was about to be like, yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! Because those games sell so well on Switch, it's like, man, that that's like one of those, uh, what is it, Mario and Rabbits crossovers that would just really work perfectly for the Switch. But you know, we can only hope and dream. I guess we'll see if any of that happens. Um, but yeah, okay. But back to uh, the game I'm I'm playing this week. Yeah, I went back to Uncharted, the original one. Yeah. Mm, okay I'm, I'm trying to like last time I, I like i was trying to get through one to one two and three so i can try uh four and i i've made i've made most of my progress on playstation now it's mm, a good one but i earlier today i was playing uh i was playing through an area that was really getting on my nerves oh is this uh well actually is that the sniper section it's the section where you where you eventually find sully Oh yeah, that's the section. Yeah, where everything's like gray out and there's mist and everything. Yeah, and wh- while that game is very fun, it can, at, the, at the same time it can be very, very you know, like annoying and just makes me want to punch my TV. <laughs> yeah, it's it's one of those games. I, I actually beat that one. You are, I assume you're playing the remaster on PS4, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, I actually beat that uh, on Crushing so I can get the Platinum Trophy, and oh my god, that game can be really infuriating a lot of the time. Um, and it's just, it's really just a war of attrition. You're going to have to just sit there, and because thank god the health can regenerate, because you're going to have to sit there for some fights, kill one guy, and then sit there and wait and heal, then kill another guy, because as soon as you put your head out, people, like those snipers, especially on Crushing, 
can literally take you out in one headshot. So you always got to keep rolling, keep moving. I'm playing it's, on easy and I'm going to take it out in one shot. <laughs> well, how how those snipers work is that if you're not rolling, then they will just hone in on your head and you'll see the laser get onto your head and then you're supposed to roll to get out of the way and then they have to readjust their aim. But the thing is, if you don't know that, it, it it's really just a timer. So on easy, the timer is longer for where they wait on your head for a couple more seconds before they pull the trigger. On crushing, they do it almost instantly. <laughs> so it's like, even on easy, it's still hard. That that challenge is still there. But like, it's it's just, you would think that they would soften it up a little bit for even the easy mode. But especially in this game where it wasn't that difficult up to this point, it's like, God, you're really punishing me right now. Um, but it, like I said, War of Attrition, once you'll, you'll eventually find a sniper rifle somewhere in that level, and then you can just take them out from long range. And they luckily, unlike you, you only die in one shot from a headshot. They'll die in one shot from anywhere you hit them on any difficulty. Yeah. So yeah, you just got to make your way around the battlefield until you find a sniper rifle. Cause that's, that's the way I did it. And God, that, that section really pissed me off, but you'll, you'll make it through it. If I did it, you can do it. Also, I had to pour pour one out for my uh, Saints Row 3 LP. Oh, God. What happened to it? Did the footage get corrupted or something? No, uh, the announcement of the remaster. Oh, you think you're just going to save it and do it for that one? Yeah. Also, it wouldn't help. I can't I can't go back because I just literally deleted everything. <laughs> it's like I could release. I could try to surge through the game. And put it all up, but it can't. The remaster is out like in a, a mo- less than two months. Yeah, I, I think it's worth it to just wait on it. And, you know, also, sorry, someone decided to turn on a vacuum outside. The- but um, but yeah, I think it's worth it to wait for that remaster. And I'm, I'm excited for people to play that remaster. That's uh, three isn't my favorite one by any means, because I love four so much. But everyone loves three. So I'm happy people are going to get on that. And sounds like you'll be hopping on it, too. Yeah, I. I wonder if they're going to digitally if they can digitally remove Hulk Hogan. Wait, was he actually in the game? He he was voice wise. Huh. Oh, for the uh, for the big wrestler guy, the Mucho Lucho dude. No, he was Angel, the the rival of the big wrestler. The uh, like he oh. was Angel uh, something, De La Muerte. Yes, yes. Yeah, I I'm actually seeing a interview greg miller did with him for saints for the third back in 2011 <laughs> so yeah a- yeah angel de la morte uh that's interesting he doesn't look like hulk hogan at all but yeah it is what it is i don't think they're gonna take that out that's one of those things where it, it it's too much work for something that isn't as significant where that character isn't like a main character he he's unlockable where you can have him as a homie but like you know it is what it is. Plus, this is a remaster, so you have to have the context of 2011 in it. So I think at this point, it's like, well, that sucks. But, you know, you, you couldn't have known he was racist back then. He said brother all the time. He's cool, right? <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's just one of those things. But hopefully that comes back out. Um, or hopefully, you know, it's not too big of a deal when people play it. Um, so, yeah, RIP to that Saints Row 3 LP. What were we talking? I am really bad today. What were we talking? You were talking about a game that you were uh, Uncharted. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uncharted. Uh, are you, I mean, it sounds like you're having a lot of difficulties, but are, is this part of a larger playthrough of the whole series or you just really wanted to get to one? It's part of a larger thing for the series. Hmm. It's a good time to play through it all. Cause four just went free on PlayStation plus as well. Um, it's a good time to run through them, man. Yeah. And it doesn't help it like it, like the spring, the spring sale. Mm-hmm. It's the show. So what kind of person I am, <laughs> I, I went through the sale, the sale, like, and I chose to just view all games. Mm-hmm. Every single one I wanted, I already own. <laughs> of course. <laughs> uh, that That's how sales are going a lot for me, too, because I've bought or claimed just a million games at this point. And it's like, I don't need to touch anything else. Like, part of me wishes that there is a PS3 sale right now. So you can just pick up a whole bunch of random PS3 games? Yeah. Mm. I feel that a little bit. But also, I mean, GameStop is still, I mean, of course, they're closed in physical stores, but they still got their, uh, their, actually, I think there's actually a sale going on right now. I think it's like, if it's $10 or less, you can get four of them for 20 for, fact, for use I, games. I'm fact checking this right now. <laughs> yeah, because I, I, I check their stuff out every now and then. I've, used, I've jumped on those used sales before, but right now I'm just like, yeah, I could do that, but lord knows i need to just sit on my money for a while but yeah i think i think you can wait a little bit more Why are you, oh boy this is gonna be a shit show um but you know, in any case yeah i could save 30 dollars on a sega genesis mini console yeah <laughs> if you really want a sega genesis mini, you definitely could do that i don't know if i'd recommend that because keep it real how much are you gonna play a sega genesis mini the same amount i play a uh the same amount I play as Super Nintendo Classic. Zero. Exactly. Just something to sit on the shelf. Same thing for my PlayStation Classic. Just It's just there. <laughs> it's yeah, not even I, displayed. I think it was uh, Seth, Seth Macy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Seth he, Macy. Like, yeah. He mentioned, he, said, he joked about like how there better not be a Nintendo 64 Classic. Because like, yeah. no it didn't have any good games. <laughs> and Per Schneider... Uh, added him like we're gonna have to talk about this <laughs> your job's on the line sir <laughs> god damn yeah but yeah i will say going back to uncharted quick um i hope that i mean you're not planning on platinuming this because it seems like you're having a hard enough time on easy huh the only games i tend to platinum are the telltale games and since yeah this is gonna require I've... a little bit more work <laughs> yeah the I, I don't know. When I was young, like, like thirteen years ago, I was all into getting like I was all into gamer score. Yep. But now, yep. just like I don't, I have things to do. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't have the time to dedicate fifty hours to getting every single every single trophy or achievement in the game. Yeah, I, I feel you on that. I definitely, <laughs> I definitely understand like, that. Like. There are better things to do. There's so much. There are other ways to have fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I here's the thing. I fully agree with you. But at this point, whenever I do platinum something, it's either because the platinum is fun in and of itself to just get, or I want to show how much I love a game. So I'm like, yeah, let me platinum this because this game's great. That's what I did for. Uh, I think that's what I did for the original Doom 2016, where I played through that game and I was like, this is still fun. I want to get a platinum to show how much I love this game. Same thing for Ratchet and Clank and 
the Uncharted series so far. I've Uncharted, I've gotten a platinum in Uncharted one and two, and I'm planning on getting three sometime soon, and then four and and Lost Legacy eventually. God only knows when that happens. And same thing for Last of Us, where I'm working on that. It, it's more of a badge of honor thing rather than a oh I got to do it because it's an achievement. It's like nah. I don't care about the achievement in and of itself. I want it because it's either fun to do or I want to represent the game. So, yeah. Also, uh, I apologize for going on so many tangents. Oh, you're fine. <laughs> have you gotten the email yet? Or have you gotten an email about uh, Last of Us 2? I did get uh, from Amazon. They said, yeah, your pre-order has been uh, pushed back. It, they didn't say indefinitely, but whenever they don't have a date, they just push uh, it to so, December, like December 31st. 31st. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, I pre-ordered on uh, PSN. I've yet to got. I've yet to get an email. Ooh. Well, actually, they might. I mean, you you've turned on your PS4 recently, so you would have gotten it. Because sometimes they send a notification through like your PS4, and then it's just like, by the way, that game you had, it's been refunded. But um. Yeah, I mean, it's it still says like the Last of Us Part Two is still in my uh, library. Huh. Well, I don't know. I would expect that to change soon, but I don't know what has the trigger or why it hasn't triggered yet. But you, you'll you'll find out very soon, I'm sure. Um, in any case, I'm gonna go ahead and switch it up to the last game that I've been playing, or I guess the last quote unquote games that I've been playing, because like I said, I bounced around a lot. Um, I played just a bunch of random stuff. God, I have, <laughs> I'm trying to find the tweet that I had sent out because I said, oh, I played this game and this game and this game all in the last 36 hours. But I'm realizing that, oh, when I tweeted that, it was a different world because <laughs> some political things happened that I do not want to go on about right now. I'd love to. but We are I'm not too- a political podcast. Yeah, we are. Oh, man, I could go ham, but I'm going to abstain right now in favor of trying to find this tweet uh 36 hours all right threes six and where is the tweet it's it's on the screen okay never mind i don't know where it is. anyway so i played a little bit of um oh i just uh, i turned it on now i just got the, the notification hey there you go <laughs> i told you it was gonna pop um but yeah, I played a little bit of two games that I'm going to talk about really quick just because I barely put any time into them. But uh, because of the spring sale, I picked up Prototype 1 and 2 Biohazard Bundle. Um, just because if you've heard the uh, the Keeping It 100 podcast, I like Prototype 2 quite a bit. Um, I thought that game was really fun. So I was like, I'm going to reinstall Prototype 2 and just run through it just to get that Platinum again because the Platinum experience is fun. And just to re-fall in love with that game. So I played like the first hour or two, maybe. And it's still Prototype 2. But man, does it feel so dated in its design. <laughs> like it does that thing. You know how like last generation games used to do the thing where it's like you're watching a cutscene, and then suddenly the cutscene's an engine and the enemy swings at you. And then it's like block. And then the the fist is still coming at you in slow motion and it puts up the block prompt and that's how they teach you how to block for the first time it yeah. does a lot yeah it does a lot of that type of thing um and just the introduction super linear and i was skipping all the cutscenes because that's the thing about prototype 2 where i love that gameplay but oh my god this is the most mind-numbing boring generic story 
ever, but I enjoyed playing it. So I was just skipping all the cutscenes, and it would just jump from thing to thing. And I'm like, wow, I forgot how we got here. I forgot that this happened. Oh, yeah, I forgot this was an aspect of the game, too, where it's adding context in the cutscenes, but I'm not watching them. Um, so, yeah, overall, the game's still fun. Uh, it's still fun to fly around, jump around, uh, absorb people for health. Um, and... You know, the way that they handle upgrades and stuff where, yeah, you get upgrades by leveling up and all this stuff and doing missions, but also they'll just be random uh, NPCs around that have like knowledge that'll improve your uh, rifle ability or knowledge that improves your rocket launcher ability or your strength or other abilities. And once you absorb them, it just gives you that ability randomly. It's kind of like kind of like those orbs from uh, what is it? Uh, Crackdown where you would chase down the orbs and it would improve your abilities. But instead of orbs, it's just like a thing to go kill. And then you absorb its power. Also um, in, mm-hmm. in Crackdown, or I'm assuming that in Prototype 2, the orbs or the orb-esque things mm-hmm. aren't just completely broken assholes. Oh yeah, they're not. They're not something. It's, these things aren't things that like move at your same move speed so you can never catch them. Um, it's not like that. It's more, they're just enemies. Like literally it'll just be like a random soldier with a yellow icon said that has like extra DNA in him. And then if you just, you can either sneak up on him and stealth absorb him or just run right through and trigger the alarm and just absorb him in front of everyone. Um, and then you get that extra DNA or that extra skill that he knows or that extra strength point. Um, it's very cool. It's like a very dynamic way of doing it. And it kind of encourages exploration a little bit. Um, and it also encourages you to, it always gives you something to do because you could be running around without an objective and you're over there and you're like, oh, inside of this cage is a monster with a claw upgrade. Let me just open up this cage and fight this monster real quick instead of it just being aimless when you're not in a story mission. So yeah, I really enjoy it. Um, so that's prototype two. I, I'm not going to say this is like the new game I'm playing, but I just hopped into it for a second just to see how it was. And it's still solid. I want to play prototype one because I never have. Um, oh, you you may not like it. Oh, boy. Why wouldn't I? Is it just more difficult? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's one and, thing I've heard. And now and that and I'm, t- I'm saying I'm, t- I'm talking about this as someone like this was pre everything on easy. Oh, this is when you actually used to challenge yourself. <laughs> uh. it, it was. It was, I mean, I, I mean, here's the thing, no matter how hard a game is, if I can just heal myself by absorbing citizens on the street, that's just free health everywhere. Same thing for Doom Eternal, like the health's everywhere. I can just heal up whenever I need to. Yeah. Speaking of, uh, Prototype 1 and 2, I do, I did, uh, like I have the bundle as well. Mm-hmm. I may give, I may go back to them. Hmm. You feeling the itch as well? Just to try them out again? Yeah. Hmm. Plus, I I like the story of two, or I like everything I've heard about the story of two. Yeah, like or at least the <laughs> overview. Yeah, the but, overview. You're a badass black guy who wants to kill uh, the main character of the first game. Yeah, that concept is still very very cool, and they really hype up that aspect of the game, especially at the start. That's like a big deal. But man, as someone who didn't play the first game and has no affiliation to that character, I just did not care. Oh, there's there is no character in in that game. Like in, the main character is not really any like there, there's no characterization there. Exactly. He's it's, mainly just a, mm-hmm. a vessel for the player to just be an asshole and destroy everything. 
Mm-hmm. And justify it all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that game. Yeah, it's a it's a special one, but it's a I don't know. For me, it's kind of just like gaming junk food where it gives me that because I always say I love these superhero games where you get to jump, run around, jump around and just cause a bunch of destruction and stuff. And Prototype is definitely that game to, to a T. Um, but it's not something I think I'm going to stick with. I'll just jump up. I'll just hop back into it every now and then just to get that fixed. But I've got my fix for now. Um, and then very quickly, just to mention this, because I did hop into it, and I think it's weird that I hopped into this of all games. For no reason at all, I played a match of Halo 5 <laughs> for the wow. first time. Um and the only reason I did it is because I was sitting there, uh, the inside Xbox thing happened earlier this week. And right after it was over, I was like, you know what? Let me check out my Game Pass and see what's popping. Because I haven't turned on my Xbox in a minute. And I saw that there was a uh, one of the quests in Game Pass to get, I think, 20 kills in Halo 5. And I was like, you know what? I can do that. I never played the game, but I bet I can do that within an hour. I did it in the first match. <laughs> Because I'm that good, apparently. Actually, not the first. Because the first time I got in there, it was I got a few kills, but the match ended before I could really get going. The first full match I played of Halo Five, yeah, I hit that twenty that twenty kill limit. Um, and yeah, the game is surprisingly fun. It still feels like Halo. Because that's the thing about Halo multiplayer and the little that I have played, it feels very not stilted is not the word, but it feels very old school in the way that. The movement is very simple. Like if you if you're jumping somewhere, that's that's where you're jumping, and it's it's kind of like a turn-based type of movement system, which makes no sense thinking about it right now. But it's in the same way where let's say Titanfall two. In Titanfall two, if I'm jumping somewhere, I feel like mid-air, I have a bunch of different things I can do before I even hit the ground. I can grapple hook to a different location or, you know, depending on the equipment I have, I can speed up and get there faster than the original jump. I can double jump and extend the jump and land somewhere else. I can run on this wall instead of just hit the wall. Like it feels like there's a lot of options for the movement where in Halo, even in Halo 5, which is supposed to be the advanced movement one, it feels like, all right, I'm jumping here. I jump in there and that's it. The only thing I I can do is maybe shoot some people while I'm moving and that's it. There's really not much opportunity to change your direction on a dime like in other shooters like titanfall 2 um but i enjoyed it 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 definitely it it has those kind of um not double jumps but it has like boosting jumps and it has like a thrust dash type ability that i didn't really get the hang of i didn't really need it um ironically Mm -hmm. if i never played halo and got into that game like the whole series yeah i would not be here right now Halo is one of those defining games for you. Yeah, because like I, I, uh, I, I became friends with someone who worked, who was at, like on screen at G four. Wow. Uh, his name is Joel Gordine. Gordine. Hmm. He, he was he was on X Play. Hmm. Like early years of X Play. Uh, two thousand six, two thousand seven. Hmm. Whoa. Okay. That's that's actually not too too early. It's actually kind of in the middle there. That's pretty cool, and, though. Mm-hmm. Like, I would play uh, Halo. We would play Halo almost every night and just be like one time he me and him played with a bunch of people who worked at G4. Mm, wow. Got to rub virtual elbows a little bit there, huh? Yeah. And then I played a game, a match with him and the guy who eventually and 
a friend of mine, or I'm not sure if we're still friends. <laughs> One, who, the, the guy who eventually start uh, Gamers Itch. Oh, okay, yeah. So without without Halo Three, I would not be writing about video games like I am now. Hell yeah, man! Cause and effect, indeed. <laughs> Yeah, so I yeah, Halo is definitely one of those, and that's another one. Kuza, you talked about earlier, and um, I guess Kingdom Hearts is one too, where people have been saying, "Oh man, you'd love this series." I guess in the case of Kingdom Hearts, no one says that I would love that series because it's so convoluted. But I do like Disney, so I guess that's why. And then for the case of Halo, they're like, "Oh, you love shooters? Why haven't you played Halo?" I just need to get around to it, and I guess Halo Five is my first step into touching that one, but. God, I have what before I even get to Halo Five, I got one, two, three, four, Reach, ODST. There's a lot of Halo to absorb, and it's a little bit daunting. But hey, I keep saying I have all this time. Maybe I'll hop onto it. But let me get through my Doom Eternal and everything. But yeah, Doom Five was really fun. Or Doom Five? Oh my God, uh, <laughs> Halo Five was pretty fun. Um, it it no, was very technically, technically if you think about it, it's Doom Five. <laughs> yes, the fifth Doom clone in the series of Doom clones. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a lot of fun. Uh, the gunplay was really rock solid. Uh, I didn't realize that every gun in Halo 5 had iron sights, which from the little bit I played of Halo 1 uh, is not the case. None of A lot of those guns don't have any type of iron sights or zoom in or anything. So it was cool to see that that was there. Um, and yeah, it felt solid. Uh, I'm honestly surprised there's people still on the servers for Halo 5, but um, yeah, it felt solid. I had a whole bunch of requisition packs to open up because they apparently just give those things away like candy. Um, but yeah, I, I look forward to it'll be many, many months, maybe even years down the line when I get to Halo 5. But I, I feel like if I did give that game a shot, I would enjoy Halo 5 just in the vacuum of that gameplay being just a little bit closer to what I'm used to in modern shooters. But yeah, I got to get through the rest of them first. So yeah, that's all I've been playing. I, I, there's other stuff in there. I had a really risk of rain that went for 90 minutes, but I'm not going to talk about all that because y'all have heard me gush about risk of rain a million times. Um, from now, we're going to go ahead and hop on to the segment of the show, which I don't imagine is going to go a whole extra hour like a lot of our ex- our, a lot of our special segments do, but this one is going to be about the Dual Sense, which I almost called the Dual Shock Five just now, <laughs> because that's going to be hard to get over. So you guys have probably already seen this by now, but PlayStation tweeted earlier this week that um, they are showing off their new controller for PlayStation Five. It's called the Dual Sense with this new two-toned color design and. Uh, triggers that give resistance and a slightly smaller profile than we're used to on the other DualShock controllers. And, you know, there's a lot of different features in here. The light bar isn't on the back anymore. Now the light bar is around the touchpad. Uh, touchpad is a little bit wider at the top. And now instead of a share button, there's a create button, which we don't know what that means yet, but we'll find out soon, they say. Uh, so yeah, it's an interesting controller. And we're going to bounce this conversation eventually off into just favorite controllers in general on all platforms. But before we go ahead and do that, um, what's your reaction to this controller? This is a, it's a lot different than the typical DualShock 1, 2, 3, and 4 that we've been getting with the other systems. So uh, are you digging this? Like, what do you think about this, Al? It feels very... There's something a little off about it. Hmm. The, it feels like it's a... Uh, it feels like one of those... Not uh, not a real thing, doesn't it? 
that's the vibe I get from it. Yeah, I like it. Just doesn't feel legit. <laughs> like it feels not so different that oh, that's not a dual shock anymore. But it feels different enough to where it's like, would Sony make this many changes? <laughs> I mean, the whole the the old adage is don't fix what's broken. Exactly. Or, and yeah. And in the case of the dual shock four or dual shock four. Hmm. Yeah, it, it definitely seems like they didn't change all the stuff because it does look very similar to DualShock. And of course, you guys will be able to, you know, see the images online. And by the time this goes out, I'm sure a lot of you will have already seen these images. But um, yeah, it just feels really strange to see this controller. Now, I will say I like how the profile of it looks a little bit, sl- not slimmer, but on the DualShock 4, you can definitely see the controller has handles that protrude out on both sides to grip on. And that's cool and everything, but I think this new design in the dual sense is kind of a little bit a little bit more curved on the side. So instead of it being like two sticks popping out the side, it now feels like it's one unit that has a cutout for your fingers to go instead of it being like instead of it feeling like you put three pieces of plastic together, now this feels like one piece of plastic that's cut into a certain design. Um, where, and I kind of enjoy that. I will say something I am not, I don't know if I hate it, but it's just something that I wish was different. Um, if you've noticed for the first time on an official PlayStation controller, the colored, uh, buttons aren't there. You don't have green triangle, purple square, all those are gone. Um, they still have those symbols there, but there's no color attached to them anymore. So I just, in the discord chat, just share a date. What? The original P- PS3 mock, or I'm not sure if it was a concept, mm-hmm. like the boomerang controller. Yeah, everyone was talking it's, about that boomerang. Yeah, it's going to be major vibes to that. <laughs> yeah, it definitely has a similar futuristic vibe, but God, that boomerang controller just doesn't look fun to grip. Like you think about those triggers. Oh God, no. <laughs> like no, no one's going to be able to even reach all the way there with the with their index fingers and everything, especially for as important. Imagine playing like a Dark Souls game on there where all the attacks are on the triggers. Oh my God, that would be a nightmare. Um, But in any case, yeah, I think the controller looks pretty good. Um, Now they have microphones built into it. So, you know, that's a little bit more convenient, especially for me, because I don't I don't play with a mic when I'm playing online, usually unless I'm with friends and I I've gotten into many situations now where I'm playing Apex and then I'm like, I'm not going to talk because we'll just die soon. And then we're like the 10 squad left. And I'm like, actually, we're doing pretty good. Let me turn on my camera real quick. My PlayStation camera that has a microphone in it. And then I have to go into the settings, hit unmute. And then now I have a mic. Um, now with this one, I can just hit the button right there and talk to people instantly without having to worry about going to do a separate setting. So um, really you know- enjoy that. Is it me or does this controller look like it would be in the world of Destiny? It, dude, not just Destiny. Like Destiny, I definitely see just because it just looks so sleek and futuristic like that. But I've seen people say, oh, this looks like Astrobot Rescue Mission. This looks like Detroit Become Human. This looks like Aperture Science. Like it's that, it's that blue accent that I think is really messing people up because white and blue is a very common, like futuristic aesthetic that people always have. But the black on top of that really makes me think, oh, okay, so that that black is kind of the paying homage, paying homage, 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 whatever, um, to like what PlayStation has typically been in the past, where it's traditionally a black box that they launch with um, ever since PlayStation 2, at least. Um, and so, so you yeah. can say they're honoring the past. 
<laughs> they are honoring the past. That's definitely true. Um, so speaking of that, um, how would you, what other controllers have you enjoyed in the past? I mean, there's a lot to choose from. Um, I know the ones that I'm probably going to shout out. Well, here's what we'll do. We'll say one or two controllers that you in the past and then one that's either weird or just bad because <laughs> there's a couple of those too. So yeah, Wh which one, what's a good one that you The Super Nintendo controller. Oh, so just the classic A, B, directional pad, start, select? Yeah, that's what I grew up playing while other people were playing N64. <laughs> hey, man, both of those, honestly, that that Super Nintendo controller is kind of the default pinnacle. that all these... Oh, say it again? The, it's the, it was the pinnacle of that time. Oh, yeah, pinnacle, yeah. It, and it's the one, it's the format that everyone else built upon. Like, without that foundation, you wouldn't get any of these Xbox controllers, PlayStation controllers, Switch Pro controllers. None of that would exist without that one laying down that foundation. Yeah, it's a, it's a definitely a good one. And also, when it comes to, think of any game you've played on your own that requires on-screen controls. That is, like, exactly how they set it up. They set it up exactly like that system, where it's just the two buttons and the D-pad on the side. It's 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 classic, man. It's very good. Now I will say, do you? I mean, the fact that it doesn't have any analog is a thing that I think about. But for those games, I guess you wouldn't miss it. I mean, is, is that just not a factor for you? No, not really. Okay, seems like you you would control movement with a pad any. Yeah, certain. I think uh, <clears throat> I'm struggling to to remember what game it was, but mm. it describe was describe it a little bit. It may have, it may have been. Is this an NES game or Super NES? No, it was. I want to say Pac-Man. Oh, <laughs> no, no, just like a recent game, like okay, Pac-Man yeah. Championship Edition. Mm -hmm. That one's a good one to have a D-pad for. That Mega Man. Mm, yeah, Mega Man. True. Yeah, I think. I think the D-pad works really well with 2D games, because um, really the only time I ever pad is when I'm playing like a platformer where I know I want to stop on a dime. So I want I want it to be like a I don't want it to be okay I let off the stick and then he still walks for a millisecond more because I just took off pressure instead of going completely off of the stick. I want it to be all right I stopped pressing the left button so he's gonna stop walking left as soon as I let go. Like I did that for guacamelee a whole lot back on Vita when I played oh that the complete opposite happened with with from what happened to me with uh Barlands 3. Oh, really? Yeah, like I would I would sort of lightly move the uh left analog stick to the right and he would slowly drift to the right. Oh no. Same like thing happened with Greedfall. Hmm. That's weird. Greedfall, I've never even heard of a bug or anything like that in Greedfall. That's a little interesting. Hmm. I wonder what that is, but yeah. hey, it's still good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sorry, say that again. <laughs> no, uh, what I have played of like I, I kind of feel I really hope it was the problem was me and not Greedfall or Borderlands. Yeah, hope because it was I, like on yeah, go ahead. Borderlands Three is very fun, very stupid, but still very fun. True. And Greedfall is very what's the word? It's very slow. <laughs> oh and... yeah, extremely, extremely slow. Yeah, it seems like it's much more of a plotting game, but it's all precision at all. It's more about just like I'm stats. surprised it's not Neo. You, you, really? Hmm. I don't know how I feel about that. I guess I, 
I guess I didn't know that much about Greedfall in the first place, <laughs> I suppose. Um, but in any case, sounds like back to the NES controller. Um, definitely a classic controller, definitely one that everyone respects. But for me, I have to say, now I know there's a lot of debate about which one's better, the DualShock 4 or the or the Xbox One controller. I have grown a fondness for the Xbox One controller, but I really have... There's two things that DualShock 4 is one of my favorite controllers for the simple fact that, A, it has that share button, and yes, I know other controllers have it now, and the Series X is going to have it, but that share button is just so useful. Like, I use that thing. There's some games where I use that share button more than any other button on that controller because I just love capturing screenshots of the environment, of characters, moments, all that stuff. Um, but the other thing on the DualShock 4, that touchpad, yes, it doesn't really get utilized much in a lot of games, but I love using that touchpad to add extra art to go with the color aesthetic of that controller. Like, I've talked about... Actually, I don't know if I've talked about it on the podcast, but I've definitely talked about it a lot on Twitter. How over the, over the last few years, I've bought more and more DualShocks. I think I'm at, God, I think I'm at six now. <laughs> Should probably stop because at this point, there's going to be a new one soon. So I'll try to relax. But in any case, I've bought all these, con- bought and, I've purchased all these controllers and I've gotten a different Toki, Toki, Toasty Stickers sticker on every single controller. Um, I really enjoy just having that art for my um for the black and white I have a white controller that's transparent and I put a sticker on there of Slaughterhouse's final mixtape which is black and white um just to go with the color aesthetic I did the same thing for my orange and purple controller I put Beyonce's 4 album on it um for my gray one that's like PlayStation 1 gray um I put the To Pimp a Butterfly album on it cuz that's also black and white and mostly gray um yeah I just love using that touchpad for other art so even despite the only issue I have with DualShock 4 is that if you're ever watching a movie or just wanting to hit something really quick, it's really hard to use that controller with one hand. It is, of course, it's a big controller. And I know a lot of my small handed friends have issue with how big that controller is. But even though it's big and even though it's hard to use certain things with two hands, I think it's still a remarkable piece of technology that seems a little bit extreme but i think it's a very comfortable controller i really enjoy it um and i'm glad to see that in playstation 5 they're not going to be changing it too much so yeah i I have a big fondness for that controller so yeah i don't know i don't know if you have too much extra fond memories about the dualshock 4 especially since that's still something we're using every day but well it's it's a little bit of both hmm okay how so okay so Samurai, not Samurai, uh, uh Niho, not Niho, mm, something with Samurai in it, Ninja Gaiden, probably not that. No, uh, it was made by a Devolver. Oh, uh, Katana Zero, Devolver Samurai game. Oh, uh, Shadow Warrior, Shadow Warrior, yeah. When I first, like back in 2015, when that first came out. Mm-hmm. I, I had a I, I like I owned it on like I I think I owned either the game or the disc like digitally or physically. Yeah. And one of the tutorials had involved the touchpad. Oh, God. <laughs> and it would not it would not comply. Oh, like it wouldn't pick up any of your movements. Nope. Oh, no. That ended up being a defective controller, I'm guessing. Well, let's just say let's just say I don't use that controller anymore. <laughs> 
that that one's the player two controller. <laughs> no, that's that, that's my PC con- one of my that's my PC P- PS4 controller for PS Now. Oh, okay. Yeah, most games don't use the touchpad anyway, so you're probably safe for that. Um, but yeah, it's definitely yeah that touchpad can have a couple of faults if it doesn't work, but so few people used it. Like I know Shadow Warriors, one of the very few games that used it. Uh, what's the infamous Second Son used it with their little swipe to get people out of cages mini game. Um, it's very rare, and I'm surprised. Uh, some people do use it for the map, which I think is good. Yeah, uh, they they use it. Do they use it in Watch Dogs too? They might. Ubisoft is pretty good about using PlayStation features because Assassin's Creed Odyssey supports remote play. Like it changes the controls for the Vita screen. So like, I wouldn't be surprised. Also, uh, the thing I do are also Uncharted uses the touchpad for like the, or at least when I was playing earlier to, for mm-hmm. uh, Nathan's Nate's uh, notebook. Oh yeah, you swipe the pages. Yeah, I forgot about that. Hmm. Yeah, they they do have different implementations, but overall, it's less about the implementation. For me, it's less about the implementation and more about just the artist, the artistic aesthetic of it. Like looking at all my dual shocks. One of these days, I want to get those like wall mounts that they have, where you can just hang up all your controllers and do that. Because gosh, those are some really pretty controllers, and I've taken decent care of them. So I'm like, man, having a wall of those. Might put them right next to the wall of albums I have over there because then those albums can kind of complement the ones that I have on the controller. So, yeah, just super excited for that. And then just like a giant impact font, the wall of fame. <laughs> the wall of fame. Shoot, don't give me too many ideas. Uh, <laughs> I might mess around and do that. I got too much shit on the wall. More stuff that still needs to go up. But in any case, yeah, DualShock 4, oh, yeah. one of my favorite controllers. Mm-hmm. Just make sure, just. Don't rip all the posters off the wall. Oh, I do not plan to do that. All my posters, every poster I have is in a frame of some sort. Um, the only things that aren't in a frame are the things that aren't up. So my no, mega, I, I, was, yeah. I was actually just making a stand reference. Oh, my God. <laughs> like I, I, The part where he's where Devin Sawa is on, like, ripped all your posters off the wall. God, the, the last verse. God. I re- I'm so mad at myself. I didn't catch that. <laughs> wow. And I'm Mr. One of the bigger Eminem fans in the world. So like, holy shit. I can't believe I. Wow. Well, I'm going to just sit in shame as you talk about. Um, I guess now we'll get into a weird controller. What what weird controller that you either have a quirk with, an issue with, or just think is really interesting? The Dreamcast controller. I Okay. Let me look up the Dreamcast controller. I, I know you're right in that it is weird. But I forget how it's weird. Let me see. Oh, God, this thing. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, that's strange as hell. I mean, is it... Do you think that it's bad or just that it's interesting? It's interesting. It's very interesting. What was that screen used for? Oh, it. it if you pulled it out, you could play a little, like, Tamagotchi-type game with the chat with the chow. Oh. And it had a whole other different... There's like connectors on this one too. Like I'm seeing there's a D-pad and everything. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's wild. <laughs> this is ugh, I I never looked at this at the Dreamcast controller that long. Did it let me see. Did it have triggers and everything? It looks like it should. Yeah, I think it did. Mm. That's wild. It looks like a toy. That's the thing yeah. about it. Seriously, like the, the, Dream, the Dreamcast is the most underrated 
or if he or depending on who you talk to, overrated console of all time. Yeah, there's killed definitely by, killed mm-hmm. by the PlayStation. <laughs> hey, man, it, it do we want to live in a world in which we don't have Uncharted or the last and instead we have the 43rd Sonic sequel? <laughs> like, I don't know if I'd want to live in that world. Sonic go hard still, though. I, mean, I, I want to live in a world where we have more jet grind radio. That is a world I would like to live in. And I don't understand why we don't live in that world now. There's no reason for it. I mean, there's more pit fantasy star, but we can't we, we don't get more Space Channel 5. Yeah, well, we got that VR game, but apparently that game is super short and not worth it. So, yeah, I don't know, man. There's a lot of reasons to be salty about things, <laughs> but it is what it is. I will say, though, yeah, this this Dreamcast controller just looks really like it looks buck wild. <laughs> like I'm looking at it and it, it kind of reminds me of Duke. But if it was for like three year olds, it looks like a Fisher Price controller. <laughs> like, oh, man, I, I could not imagine using. I mean, did it sounded like you used it at least a little bit because I've never touched one of these things. No, I never. I my sister's uh, my oldest sister's boyfriend bought, bought me one for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Back in 2008, yeah, right at the height of my G4 love. Oh wow! So and he knew like, what he was buying for. Yeah, and like he bought me like, that. He bought me a Dreamcast controller or a system controller and Sega Bass Fishing. <laughs> wow! And now that now now that system is no longer with us. Mm, R.I.P. He got thrown out with the rest of the trash with Sandy. Yeah. But hey, sounds like it was a uh, a good memory to have because I definitely wouldn't have pulled this out of my <laughs> out of my brain. Talking about a Dreamcast, gee Willigers. Yeah, oh yeah, I mean, yeah. There are games on there that I, like, I I am tempted every now and then to buy a new one or buy a used one, mm-hmm. just to be able to play some of those old games. But no, just say I own a Dreamcast. <laughs> good point. I mean, I get to say I own a PSP, but that's nowhere near the legacy of a Dreamcast. So like I um, mm-hmm. like I once like the current roundtable we're doing, which I, I told you about. Yeah, things about we miss. Yeah, things we miss doing. And I'm not going to say or say what mine is, like what mine is. Mm-hmm. But I had a one of the things I I make, I made a reference to make a reference to something I used to do before Sandy happened. Hmm. And through that, I and through that thing, I got a Sega Game Gear. Hmm. Okay. And I was like, "Oh my god, I can't believe I've actually found one in the wild." Hmm. That's crazy. And, then, and now I lost that too. Ah, oh, damn it! <laughs> oh boy, I, I could have been a Sega guy. <laughs> Coulda, shoulda, woulda, but honestly, for the best. Because <laughs> hey, I feel like being a Sega guy. Back in those days, I feel like being a Sega guy is equivalent to being an Xbox guy right now. Or not even right now, like at the launch of Xbox One. Like that's just Actually, not the move. No, being a Sega guy now or in the, in recent years would be would be like being a Wii U guy. Ooh, yeah, that's accurate. <laughs> that's that's very much so on point. To yeah. quote Pat to quote Pat, Pat from Super Best Friends, it is basically a Sega console at this point. <laughs> Yeah, it, it definitely is. It's it's got that I don't know. It's got that same appeal. 
and that same like mystique around it and also has great games on there that probably very few people will play unless they come to another console wink wink nintendo um but anyway speaking of things that are missing important features um i want to talk about my weird controller i know i'm kind of cheating a little bit because i'm sticking to playstation a lot but man i really don't like the playstation move controllers like well actually let me rephrase it's not that I hate them. I don't hate these controllers. It's just that they they missed the mark on what it could have been to make those controllers much more future-proof and everything. Because if you think about a lot of these other VR controllers, like things that are on the, the Vive or the Oculus Rift and all that stuff, um, those controllers not only have, yeah, they have that little that does finger tracking. That I'm not really worried about. I'm worried about the fact that it came with because this, this slot isn't even going to go to the PlayStation Move controllers themselves. I'm more upset about the navigation controller. Do you remember the navigation controller? Uh, not quite. The, the PlayStation Move navigation controller was basically the nunchuck to the Wii. <laughs> if you remember that. It was a wireless nunchuck, basically. Where it just had... Where the nunchuck only had an analog stick and triggers... The, the navigation controller had your classic analog stick. It had your triggers, but it also had only the X and O button and a directional pad and the PlayStation button. Okay, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, it's like it's an abomination. <laughs> like it's like in hindsight, I'm sure when this came out, this this came out around the time of uh, uh, when they were the, tw- the early 2010s. Yeah, early 2010s when they were still trying to chase the success of the Wii, so they had to have their own equivalent to the Wii nunchuck. But the thing about this thing is barely anyone uses it, and it's really only here because they didn't have the foresight to be able to put the analog stick on the actual PlayStation Move, because that's where it should be. Um, And it only exists that be that companion piece where no one really ever used this controller and didn't really have any other functionality besides adding a couple more buttons that the Move didn't have. Um, and it's just a so, real shame. So I'm looking at different. I just typed in PS Move controller. Mm-hmm. You could have you could have gone with the Icon PlayStation Move Battle Rifle for PS3. Yeah, where it has all the controls on one unit. Yeah, I, I've seen stuff like that, but it's like I'm not buy- <laughs> I'm not about to buy that. Now I do have now that it's PlayStation Four era. I do have the PlayStation Move uh, Aim controller. So that does include all of the controls you would need in one spot. But the, my issue still remains where I just wanted, if, if the PlayStation moves themselves, that's what I hope they do for the new PlayStation Move or VR in general, whenever that comes out. Oh, they have new controllers. It can even be the same technology with the Move, but whatever they do for tracking, have that, but have each of those controllers have thumbsticks on them as well. Because I think that extra ability to move your character while still having your hands be, you know, usable. I think that's super valuable. And a lot of devs could have used that in these games now, um, which is, you know, something in Farpoint. Uh, what is it? Yeah, Farpoint is that VR game that I, that, oh God, I actually have to upload that onto our new channel <laughs> on VGU.TV. But I played that for my birthday stream or for New Year's, one of the two, a while back. And I totally could have used something like that where you can still have that smooth movement where you don't have to blink around by default. Um, yeah, I think I think games could use that extra analog six so much more. So it just makes me really annoyed that they wouldn't made a navigation 
that almost gives you everything you need on one controller, but there's no light on it. There's no tracking light. So you have to have the PlayStation moves and the navigation controller to be able to do anything. And it's just like, it's just a little bit annoying. That's that's really the main reason I talk about this one where it's like, man, we could have had it all rolling in the deep. Um, but yeah, that that's the reason I give a shout out to that one because they really could have come all the way full circle with it. And I think they will. I think PS5 generation, they will make a new one of these that has everything in one unit. But for now, it is what it is. <laughs> and that's all I can say. Um, so I guess from there, we'll go on to do do you want to do one more like controller, like positive controller? How about this? I'll give you a choice. You can not, you can talk about any it could be a good thing, it could be a negative thing or a weird thing. So it's up to you. The the Xbox 360 controller. Hmm. 360 over Xbox One. Uh, is there a reason for that? Yeah, the 360 was the first HD console I owned. Yeah. As for most people, yeah, you're right. And it was just one of those things where it felt while there were some a lot of games that had like a bunch of different uses for single buttons. Something about it felt very simple. Mm. True, true. Kind of looked a little bit simple too. Where it didn't it didn't look as big and bulky as the Duke did right before it. And I don't know. It just it seems a little bit more inviting. Especially the default one being white and the bright colors of the buttons. It just seemed a little bit more almost childlike, yes, but just a little bit more inviting to players of all sorts of ages and stuff. That and the way the jewel would light up and like the way it would determine what like if you had multiple people over using different controllers, the way how easy how easily it would show who who's like first, second, third, fourth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really did like that feature as well, where it fill up the different quarters of the of the little Xbox logo button. And it was very fun to like if, if you were playing, if I, like say Sam playing Far Cry Three. Mm-hmm. There are, or it's one every. Mm-hmm. Every single genre game, like genre, say like I'm playing a shooter, RTS, which I'm I rarely am. <laughs> yeah. Each genre is there's no like it's not screwed over. Mm-hmm. It's not like it just adapts very well to all different types of. Genres. Yes, that is very well said. <laughs> yeah, I I can definitely see that. There are a lot of different. Um, I mean, there were a lot of different games on that generation in general, but like. RT, I mean, depending on the control scheme, I guess there were a lot of RTS games. I think End War is the one I'm thinking of, where a lot of people used controllers for that one, and they kind of designed it around that. Yeah, yeah, they they definitely they knew what they were doing with that control. They did a lot of research and a lot of love and time went into it. It's very cool. And I'll say, um, what was I gonna say? Yeah, I, I'll say that because the controller I wanted to mention is one controller, but I'll say for the 360. It does kind of have that because you remember an, on the original Xbox where they had the whole the green goop was part of the UI and all that stuff. You remember that? Like the little slime that was like in a vial whenever you'd load like the UI. Uh, which one are we talking about? The original Xbox. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I feel like the 360 controller it reminds me a little bit of that because it's like, like if you ever seen two cells separate, it kind of looks like that like right in the middle of them separate. I know it's kind of a weird image to think about, but <laughs> that's what I kind of get the vibe of from that. Cause it just has that weird, like the pieces of the 360 controller are like 
curved in this really interesting shape where the the sides are raised higher than the center of the controller where it's not equal like on a DualShock 4 it looks like the top of it is kind of flush where on a 360 controller there's definitely a dip in the center and because there's also a dip in the middle because there's hand grips down there it makes it look like it's shrinking in the middle just a little bit to where like meiosis is happening or something and the cells are going to separate um I always thought that was an interesting look and definitely helped it stand out a lot. Um, but I, I actually never had too much experience with the 360 controller because the Xbox One is the first uh, Xbox console I ever had. So, of course, I got those controllers. But, yeah, 360 definitely had a cool controller. A lot of people are familiar with that. Yeah, I forgot who it was, but someone on Bungie said that it was, like, the best FPS control- controller. Yeah, a lot of people still feel that even. And like this was around the time Halo Three was getting ready to ship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people definitely had a lot of opinions on that one, especially because the 360 controller was so good. The DualShock Three was just so inferior <laughs> when it came to shooters, because you know the sticks weren't were still convex instead of concave, and you know the triggers were kind of flush with the controller and didn't really sit out to be a trigger. But also, they knew what they were doing. It does not help at all. Like the the controller, for going from like playing Halo One and Two now on an Xbox One or using an Xbox One controller mm-hmm. or 360 controller. Yeah, it is not like one of these things is not like the other. <laughs> Certainly, because like the the black and white buttons being re- remapped. Mm, yeah, that's true, and it doesn't. It, it's not one to one like you would think. Like with the what is it? The start and the back button, I think it's called, instead of select? Yeah. Yeah, it, it's not quite one-to-one, so playing a lot of those old remastered or even just straight-up ports on Xbox One is a little bit frustrating, but it's still fun. I think it still gets the job, more than gets the job done. It's definitely it's still a good controller. Um, and so, yeah. And like I said, it, the evolution that it took into Xbox One, I think is really, really nice, because especially for me, I got the Design Lab controller for Xbox One. And the fact that you can customize that thing to be whatever color you want, have whatever accents and buttons and stuff you want, I think that's just really nice. Um, And I got my all orange controller over here. And they said that they were going to do this for the uh, Elite controller, where you'll be able to get into Design Lab and make yourself a custom Elite controller. That's really what I'm waiting for there, because I've had my eye on that controller for a long time, and I want to get on but. I can't it, when they've already said that that's a possibility. I'm like, let me just wait for orange one because why not? <laughs> so one day I'll be doing that. But the last thing I'll say for this controller talk we're doing um, one one, I guess not the whole controller for this, but one system that I want to give a shout out to that I think is just really weird in retrospect. The PSP. <laughs> the oh, fact, my God. Yeah. Yeah. The PSP is one of those systems where. I told at the time when I was playing it all the time as a kid, I had no faults with that system. I didn't think anything was ever wrong. But it wasn't until very late into the console. Think like Resistance Retribution, um, that third person resistance game from Sony Ben. Around that time, I started to notice oh, wait, th- these games don't play like they do on PlayStation 3. Because most of the games I had on PSP, or most of my time with the PSP, is before I had a PlayStation 3. So then I finally get on these games like Uncharted that have dual stick controls and Warhawk is the big one. And then I get back on PSP and it's like, oh, I have to use the face buttons to aim. 
that's not great. <laughs> and especially in games like Resistance, where they would just aim for you, you just had to aim the screen in the right direction, and then the, and then it would just target enemies for you. It's like, wow, this is kind of bad. And then the analog stick, or their excuse for analog stick, was just like the slidey puzzle. <laughs> it's like the slidey piece, and it, it was just really awkward, and you couldn't really be precise with it. It was just a very strange way to make that system still portable but still try and give you that playstation experience that you expected it was just really weird and in retrospect it's like because i still had the psp go back there like i said earlier and as i look at that textured pad and i'm like what the we really used you for years and we're happy like how and you know things aren't perfect i mean even the vita dual sticks aren't that great but that little slidey pad really trips me out like i don't know how we even got through that but hey, it's, it's a shame. It's a shame too because the Vita is is like they finally got it right, but no more handhelds from Sony for the foreseeable future. Exactly. Well, here's the thing: if they finally got it completely right, then there would still be more handheld. But it's the fact that they got so damn close. <laughs> That's what really sucks. Like they said, "Oh, okay, let's pull up. Let's put all of our biggest franchises on here." Great idea. Okay, let's make it. Um, let's get the dual sticks. All right, great idea. Let's give it trophies. Let's tie. It, let's tie it into the ecosystem with remote play and stuff. Let's do crossplay. All these great ideas. Oh wait, the memory cards. Let's make them proprietary. Oh no, what are you doing? Oh wait, wait, one more. Let's uh, what did? Oh yeah, they had that that three G deal where you could play games through three G and all that stuff. And it's like, well, who's gonna do that? And it's like, oh, it's yeah, only for taking uh, Twitter. Near, yeah, near, ah, oh, near. I still don't know how near works. <laughs> I've and I've opened that app a million times on Vita just to try and use it, and I've actually gotten items and stuff and drops from it, but I don't know how any of that happens. It's not like Street Pass where it's like, okay, I'm gonna pass a person. It's like a passive Street Pass where Street Pass is like, all right, two D, two three DSs passing the street, and then they're giving each other items. Where with near, it's like, all right, I'm gonna drop this item in the mall and then if you come to the mall you can find it i guess it's just so out of pocket i don't know sony was wild with a lot of the stuff they but and and honestly a lot of that vita is really the last um how do you say it it's the last victim of sony's hubris where i think after vita they realized oh we can't do this proprietary shit and make people do what we want we have to come to the level of the developers. We have to come to the level of the gamers and deliver something that they actually want and ask from us. And that's why we got PS4. So ultimately, I'm I'm glad it I'm glad if something had to take the bullet for us to get what PS4 has become, so be it. But I I'm not all that happy about it. <laughs> so yeah, such is life. But speaking of life, we're gonna get on with ours and continue to the rest of this podcast. Um, so yeah, that's the end of the special segment there. Um, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for watching in either case, depending on where you are. Um, and we have a little bit of housekeeping. Now, by the time you hear this episode, um, keeping it 100 episode four will be out. Now I'll be honest, as of me recording this, I have not recorded that episode, which I'm planning. I'm probably doing tonight. I'll probably do it in a little bit after this, but I'm going to be recording that episode. We'll be sorting through, I want to say we'll be sorting up till 50. Yeah, episode four, we'll be doing 40%, the 50% sorted. And God, we're halfway through the series at that point. That's kind of exciting. 
Um, so you guys will be seeing a link to that podcast down there. Of course, it's still in the same feed. If you're listening on your podcast app, you can just scroll up or down. It'll already be out. But um, yeah, we'll be linking towards that one. I also want to give a shout out to some other stuff on the site including the co-op review for Animal Crossing New Horizons. Uh, Josh and Graydon have been working on that one. And I'm, I'm going to check that one out. Uh, they, as I've been saying earlier, I've been playing a lot of every day. And I want to see like a critical take on it because everyone loves this game and I love this game. But like I noticed they didn't give it like the highest score in the world. So I'm like, I'm int- I want to know like, oh, what's actually wrong with this game? Because I don't ever touch the series, so I know. will say I will I will I'll say their fi- like the final VGU gr- grade mm-hmm. was a B. Yeah, it's interesting because I don't have any issues with the game. So okay, what are the issues? I don't even know them to be issues as a person new to the franchise. So yeah, I, I definitely want to see what's up with. And I also have to hit you up about that graphic because I feel like we should probably use that in other articles too to keep consistent with our scoring system. But in any case, um, yeah, I want to give a shout out to that one. Else is on here. Also, and then the other call review. Yeah, the other one right next to it uh, for MLB The Show 20, uh, 15 Years of Greatness. That's one from you, Al, and also Graydon Webb helping out there again, too. Um, Yeah, I kind of got in in trouble a little bit on M4G with that that one. Hmm, How so? Okay, so Josh mentioned like yeah he was like how are we gonna are we gonna do like a a vgu score like how we he was basically just wondering how we're gonna like how we're doing the scoring system with co-op reviews yeah like an average between your scores or y'all both just settle on a number an average based on the two the two scores makes sense so well it for only the show before i went and changed and fixed it it was final final score like for me, five out of five. And then for Graydon, it was four out of five. Hmm. And then I put, I just converted, did a conversion of the two into the letter grade. So it was like a, an A, which then on N4G equated into equaled and a nine five. Oh. <laughs> and I got reported for bad editing. What? <laughs> yeah, it says I'm reading. Final score, like it says, final score four out of five. Oh, okay, but it said A, so they were like, "That's wrong." Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> Guess they didn't realize the average. Maybe, maybe for the quad reviews, we have a little thing at the bottom that says, "Oh, this plus this average this out." Basically, show the math. <laughs> I guess. No, uh, I, mm-hmm. I, I basically took a note from Josh from what he what he did. Yeah, like final VGU score. Or final final VGU grade. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Oh, okay. I see this down here where you've done that. All right, that's probably a good idea. I probably need to go back and change my review so I can be in line with that that scoring system. And then, Just, yeah. uh, in in terms of housekeeping for other stuff, Graydon's top five villains of Walking Dead. Yep, that's which also on there. He mentioned last week about how much fun he had writing it. Yeah, that one definitely seemed like it's a good one, especially for I know he's a probably a bigger Walking Dead fan than even me, but um, I'm sure he had a good time with that. One. And the thing is, that was not if he was he wasn't even going to that wasn't his idea. I just pitched it to him. I was like, hey, how would you feel about writing about the villains of Walking of the Walking Dead? And he just lit up, I bet <laughs> he he messed he, like he put in the chat like when he was 
like when he was nearing like when he was almost done with it it's like he was like he was talking, he was talking about the rush the creative rush mm-hmm. and and, he, and i was like yep and that is the that is better than any drug in my opinion amen to that just when you have when you have those ideas in you you just gotta let oh my god i crave that feeling but it comes upon me so so little <laughs> really sucks but in any case it's good so yeah we'll be linking to that one down there as well um youtube stuff as well um oh, we, still, we still got some more stuff we got so oh still yeah more website, continue stuff. continue continue uh graden's top 10 games of paxis oh yeah that's up which there too, yeah which blew up yeah i noticed that in terms of our numbers yeah i mean for for us this is like probably the biggest thing on the site right now definitely this this month it's the most viewed thing on the site definitely it's i have a feeling that is going to be the new golf blitz <laughs> yeah piece it was weird that that blew up as well but i guess the seo just played in our favor <laughs> no no pretty much all those views came from m4g Oh wow, that's really good then. Hmm. Yeah, so it turns out I can I can I both I can consistently do M4G perfectly and shittily. <laughs> Amen to that. Shout out M4G coming through. And now uh, stuff that will be up next week, or by, by by the time this comes out, this episode comes out. No, but oh. have you ever seen Mr. Show? I've seen like one episode. They have they have a they had a bit called. Uh, like where they were doing a, a radio show, like a uh, every episode was like for this, you have to go back to the last week. We're talking about this on this week, not this from last week. <laughs> and then people will call in talking about like the previous week stuff. Oh, so you'd have to watch every week to be able to know what's going. No, it was just totally out of sync. Oh, <laughs> so it kind of just told it an, a story out of order type thing. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'm gonna, I'll send you, like, I want to send you the video because it's like really, it's David Cross kicks ass in that, in that video. Yeah, because he's, he's sort of having a, like a little, like he's having a major psychotic episode. Oh geez, that's terrifying. No, like in terms of like his character is. Yeah. Okay, that's that's better. I was about to say, Jesus. But by the time last week's episode goes up the pred- predator hunting grounds preview will be up oh yeah yeah and graden had talked about that on the last episode of the podcast and so now you'll be able to read it soon and then the v the next round table which is music that is synonymous with the game they appeared in oh yeah i'm excited for that one <laughs> which me Graydon, and josh and emmett mm-hmm. we all yeah. contributed towards hell yeah that one's gonna have a, a nice little smorgasbord of different types of tunes on there so definitely check that one out and as for the YouTube stuff, Life is Strange, part, episode one, part two. Yep, that one's still going strong. And I'm probably gonna put something up in the in, in between two and three. Mm, okay, like like an interim. No, like a random VG plays. Oh, okay, that's fair. Yeah, and I'll say also for the YouTube stuff, I am uh, at Fifty Cent Blood in the Sand stream that I did channel um i'm uploading that soon to vgu uh to our youtube channel so you guys will be able to watch that and currently the plan is to put those episodes out and then just have one episode go out a day all the way up until i finish streaming the second half of that because i'm pretty sure i'm like halfway through uh on how long to beat it says it's like five and a half hours long and i've streamed for three hours so i'll do another stream to get through the rest of it 
but I do want to go ahead and uh, make sure you guys on YouTube can watch along first. So yeah, I'll be doing that and then have an episode a day until the next stream. So be excited and all that good stuff. So yeah, any other uh, housekeeping things we got? Uh, Got to make work on planning that uh, social distancing. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it seems to be working according to recent reports. So let's keep it up, y'all. Hashtag flatten the curve. Amen to that. Make that curve. Uh, I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that bit. So I'm just going to stop it in its tracks before it gets somewhere bad. <laughs> All I know is that in four or in like 12, less than 12 hours, I'll be playing Final Fantasy seven. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, we're on to dawn before the final day. <laughs> Pretty much. So, yeah, it's, it's about to be real exciting. Um, I know I'm not the biggest Final Fantasy person, but I am super excited that people are going to have this release of excitement for this game that they've been waiting for half their damn lives for. So I'm excited for you. I'm excited for everyone to get on that. I'm sure it's going to be a good time overall Uh, for people. Before we close out the show, Mm -hmm. I just want to mention there's something funny that Javon uh, mentioned in the chat. He was like, so he just asked if Final Fantasy seven remake is the whole game or if they're like, if they're still doing episodic, like an episodic release. Oh, (laughs) and he's like, no, I'll just wait till PS five. Honestly, from reviews I've seen, that might be a decent idea, which is which is to say not that the game is like bad or broken, but just there's definitely things in there that you notice that you're like, oh, this wouldn't be an issue on the next gen because loading times would be way shorter and all this other stuff. So if he wants hey, to do that, don't blame he, him. he responded. I asked. I was like, why would you want to do that? And he, he responded with something that is not suitable for work. So I'm not going to say <laughs> it. Yeah, he. He's a wild boy, but that's why we love him. Um, good kid, that one. Uh, but in any case, uh, we're going to go ahead and, I guess, wrap it up for now. Uh, we'll got, we'll see you guys in the next episode. We'll see you guys in the next uh, article, video, whatever we do on the internet. You'll see it here on VTU.TV. But as we always say, this has been uh, Alan Mirren. Thank you for being on today. Woohoo. Woohoo, indeed. And, um, and this has been Emma Watkins Jr., and thank you for being here and you know stay safe be good people and as we always say keep it real keep it true adios y'all